Okay. Alright. First episode for the podcast. Our topic for today is going to be what defines a human? Is it our mortality, moral compass, time, perception of ourselves? What do you think it could represent, Michelle? Actually, let, let, no. Let's 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 start this right. How about you introduce yourself for the podcast? All right, all right. hello everyone. Uh, I'm Michelle. I go by Michi. I'm very much a stoner and just go with a flow type person and very spiritual with life and try to practice my balance of life the best I can. Okay. So what do you think, uh, or what defines a human? There's many different things that can define a human, but for me, one of the most important things is the soul that we have, the ability to have our own morals and grounds and beliefs, but the capacity of being able to, if you wanted, center them to your inner self as well. So I'm going to go back to what you said about a soul. Do you do you believe this is what defines or what makes a human? It's not definitely what defines a human because other things do have souls as well. Like, give an example of one. I mean, think about it with how witches are and how they have familiars. The familiars are another soul entered in their life. And by witches, you mean uh, Wiccans? Yes, Wiccans. And having a familiar is another soul being brought into your life, and they help watch over you. Do you also think it has to do with our mortality in this world? That makes us more human? I mean, yes, but also some of our emotions that we have. And how we express them, I guess. Look at how some scientists are trying to go find a way of making immortality because, you know, they're stubborn and don't want to die. Do you think and that stems from I, fear? Yes, that heavily stems from fear because they're afraid of dying. Because why else would they want to have an immortal life when they should just live the life they have to the best of their capacity? Another one of that goes back into it more of emotions. Why do you think, with our moral compass, does this also influence what defines us as humans? With moral compasses, they they can be different for every single person, and that is a very unique thing. That when you think about other animals and how they survive. They all survive off instincts and learn from each other, so they all are very common. With your own moral compass of which humans have, you can choose to listen to others or not, or be your own independent person in life. There's so many different things that you can do, and it's all up to you yourself. What other creatures have the capacity to be able to choose their own path or what they believe in and what they don't believe in? I get you. Do you think also time has an influence on what we perceive as human? 
when you think about it time was the concept created by humans in the long run like most people didn't even look at time until what when was the first clock it was way back then uh, but the, that was the, the first clock was a sundial yeah it was a sundial but like when it was first like fully you know heavily used that was like the first true concept of time that you know humans created because then they had a system to base it all off of and they had something to call it but one unique thing about humans as we get older time feels shorter because our life expectancy is shortened with each year we get older so we know in the getting closer towards death our years start feeling shorter and shorter as time goes by this also back ties back into the question of uh perception of self do you think that also helps into the idea or the the premise of what exactly would define a human we see ourselves as almost the perfect or the apex of evolution <clears throat> do you think a that perception of... also contributes to this yes because if we didn't get to in our evolution stage to where we are today none of how we would think or what we would do would be the exact same like think about it of you know how there is evidence that there's other life forms now imagine how their evolution went how they thought during the process it could be completely different from ours yeah i see what you mean there's there's many many different possibilities of worlds out there with so i mean look hasn't science recently proven that there is a high likelihood of parallel universes existing i do believe so i believe there there was a research but it wasn't too long I, ago yeah, no, I think it had recently happened. They found the revolution that there is other universes connected to ours. Just, I believe it was actually sometime this year. Yeah, wasn't it like mid twenty twenty or something? I believe like a couple so. Months ago, like, hold on, because I know. also look into it as well because you know in 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 may in may the it was um yeah it was nasa nasa actually found a parallel universe so yes they do exist according to nasa now do you believe this parallel universe could also alter what we would believe as human or would define as a human it could eventually alter it because if they do figure out how to use it because they found how they found it out in antarctica because the time runs backwards in part of antarctica yeah because you know weird mess and so i can see how the time would overlap each other at points and create little jumps which would be weird to think about but that is probably how they found it yeah i see what you mean and so it, it does mess with our concept of time that we have and it can change how we see things in the near future when they find more information about it yeah because then our concept of time would change and it would also 
Yeah, yeah, it would mainly just change the concept of our time of how we think of things as they are now. Because what would we do if we found out that there's a completely opposite way of doing time and shit like that because of it? Now, let me ask you another question. It goes back to our moral compass uh, question of what defines a human. Is Do you believe any person that is evil less to be human? Whether they're evil or not, it is still their own decisions. They chose to do that through their past. It's some people really regret some of the things they've done in the past. Some of them know what they did and they consider themselves monst monsters for it. But in all, in the end, they're still technically humans from their mistakes they made. It's part of being a human. You make mistakes and you learn from them. And some other creatures do learn from them, but I feel like they don't learn on a same level like we do because of how complex our brains are, all of the senses that we use, and everything about us. It makes it hard for that to happen. Yeah. Now, with the whole ordeal of... Because <clears throat> he's saying some of them would have regrets, but what about the ones... Because there are humans out there like serial killers who, who haven't had much of regret they just don't feel remorse no. for what they did they just enjoy doing it yes there, there's deep what? down time there's there's still humans just some people's emotions aren't the same as others some moral compasses are so messed up that that's how they perceive their life it there's not the greatest people, no, but they still, in the end of things, are humans, and it's... I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Yeah, I get you. I, I understand where, you, where you come from. Because that's more on, like, a mental health issues, usually. Yeah, but that's not for today's topic. We're, we're no. finding of no. what makes a human or what defines a human, what makes a person more human or less human yes would they probably be considered lesser human for doing that to others yes because that is immoral in how our society is and how our society is developed as just throughout time there's always been serial killers just out and about and the thing about it is they are lesser humans for wanting to inflict damage to others even though they don't feel any remorse or wrongdoing some of them enjoy doing it because they like the thrill of how it feels now overall what in your opinion what would be the overall encompassing idea that would make the absolute perfect human from emotions to moral compass i feel like having pretty much very neutral pretty balanced perspectives on things in life so you have a great understanding of both the negatives and the positives in life and knowing how to help those around you as well due to it of knowing it from both sides of things 
how great things can be from how bad things can be and just have an overall pretty zen life with it and for with that comes a pretty bell like a pretty good moral compass because you have more of an understanding of everything so your morals are going to be more neutral not going to be very conflicting you're wanting the best of everything but not for your own being as well because being selfish towards things could end up you know that's lesser of a moral than being thoughtful i see to me i think what would define as human i think it wouldn't be immortality i believe when we are mortal we would see ourselves as human we turn ourselves into an immortal being i think we take away from why we exist on this planet to pass on the dna our information our overall existence of our history yeah another thing about if you do become immortal there can be no more progress with evolution absolutely there would be no progress because what is yeah. the purpose of evolution if you've already reached almost your apex exactly because it comes down to the mortality of the reason why we kept evolving as humans is to better ourselves or become a better version of what we originally were such as evolving to use tools using our thumbs our opposable thumbs Because when you think about it, the first version of us probably didn't know how to use thumbs. Well, they they really weren't fully attached like how we have them attached to us right yeah, now. It's we more have... they were more ape like as the thumbs were more slided what slid up towards our uh, index yeah, fingers. More up, upward on the was it more upwards on their arms though? It was more upwards on their hands, I believe, on the index. It was more. We had more elongated fingers, I believe. Yeah, double check myself before I some. Yeah, we're both like. I thought they were farther back towards your palm. I just know that it's more. It was more ape-like. Because when you think about it, cats have five paws but one of them is like way up on their leg again if we, the... if we if we do end up messing up it's just more of showing more of our human nature of that that is true being very misinformed or just more so not misinformed more of we just sometimes forget things or just mix up our own information yeah, no, chimpanzees' thumbs are farther down. But yeah, that that's to me that's our what I see is uh, yeah, our 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 thumbs are farther up on our hands than how chimpanzees are. Yeah, which makes us actually able to grab things with them easier. 
But yeah, that, that's what I see as more my definition of what defines a human. I I can see that because that yeah, it, it is true that if we do become immortal, we would start seeing ourselves more as gods than people. Because you think about it, the first few people that managed to become immortal, they would abuse it. Yeah. They would let the power go to their head. So it goes into that saying, total power absolutely corrupts. Yes, it, that is true. Power can absolutely corrupt. I mean, look, <laughs> I hate to see bring politics into it, but did you know what Trump recently said? Uh, no, I have no idea. Uh, he said even if he loses the elections, he refuses to accept those results. Which means he's going to do everything he can to stay in power, even if he loses the election. No. So power does corrupt. That is a very... That is something happening right now that very shows that power is corrupting. Yeah, I can, I could could see that, possibly. But we won't go dwell into too much of the politics. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's not today's episode. That, that is uh yeah. It's another that's another episode we'll maybe dwell dwell into. Maybe those politics are a very touchy subject. But yeah, I think that's I think we we covered a good good amount of information for her. Yeah, we covered several different views is there, is there anything you'd like to plug before we have to end this i mean I, i'm debating about could doing youtube again but that's about it <laughs> is it anything you want to plug like a twitter a instagram anything or um, twitch my twitch is beast michi jk i stream randomly if you want to go check it out chill talk to me about random things because i enjoy talking so yeah any parting words for our viewers before we end off with you no uh just live to the best life that you're capable of all right <laughs> all right this is, I guess, session two of podcast. All right, so let's start off with the question. Uh, actually, no, let's I keep messing this up. Let's let's introduce our next guest on on the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Avery Ramon. I'm I think I consider myself one of Matt's oldest friends. Um, I'm 22. That's basically it. <laughs> that must basically me alrighty okay so question number four to today's podcast is what defines a human is there a mortality moral compass time perception of, of self or does love make us more human what are your thoughts on it okay I definitely do think love has a big part in us being human because I mean really if we didn't have love there would be no compassion there would be no thinking of others. It would only really be for yourself. So I think love plays a big part of that. 
And also with the moral compass, I think, no, I know that has something to do with us too. What really, what choices we can make in our life, you know? Yeah. Now, do you think that when it comes to our mortality, that plays a bigger influence into how we see people as human? Yeah, for sure. If we didn't have that aspect in ourselves, then I don't think we really would be able to connect with one another. How we carry ourselves, you know, that kind of attracts certain people to you or repels people away from you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think <clears throat> when it comes to the question of moral compass of being human, I think we all like to agree that it, it comes down to us being I don't want to say basic humans, but more in the sense of seeing each other as compassionate people or caring for one another. And we see that as more of the human quality instead of an animalistic. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think that's also why we see uh, give more human characteristics to our, our pets, because we see them as a part of us. We see that they still give some type of compassion or love towards us. It definitely is a give and take. For Definitely. I feel like I connect way more with my cat when I see him as a person. Because, you know, you, you want to give them these little personalities. You want to say, oh, he doesn't like that kind of stuff. So you can kind of relate to him more in a way. Like, oh. Yeah. That's just who he is. I'm just going to shift it over to a more... I guess darker topic of the more or the moral compass, the opposite end. People who go out and purposely harm others for the sake of just their own entertainment. Do we see them more as less human or do we see them more as the anti human as opposed to what we believe the ideal? So that's a good question because you see an ideal human and you, what you just described, it's like, oh, it's definitely anti. That's not a person. But if you do think about their upbringing, people are taught to feel. They're taught to say, oh, you feel these emotions, and it's okay to feel these emotions. Sometimes people are taught to not express anything. So that's why when they do play with people's emotions, when they do harm them in, on purpose, that's just their way of saying, huh, I like the way that feels. I'm not I was taught not to give any good expressions or be nice, I was taught or not taught that being rude or mean or just downright not caring is my way of expressing myself. So it's not anti-human. It's just they're definitely on a different path than we are. And when it comes to our perception of self, what do you believe that entails to us being as human? What do we perceive to be the I most human qualities? I genuinely think that the most human quality that we have is making our own choices, that we decide what we can do today. We either decide, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to have a very productive day, or I'm going to get up and not do anything. It's the matter of having our own choices. It's whether we do what's right or wrong that really makes us us. People can say, oh, it's emotions. Definitely. Well, I don't think so. I think our own choices is what makes us human. Yeah. Without a doubt. And when it comes to, I say, <gasps> perception of self, I think it, it, I think I'd like to think we're the, 
the only thing on this planet as we know of that has self-awareness of their own environment and the impact that is causing. I think that's our biggest, we're more self-aware as opposed to other creatures on this planet. I think that's our biggest defining feature of being human. So when you say that it's like what we're doing to, I, I ver uh, like to the environment, like, Oh, we're damaging it and we know it and we don't care or it's just where we are. Yeah, more of like we have impact on the environment. Like okay. that we're self aware that we are doing it. We we have consciousness of oh, it. Oh god, yeah. As opposed to an animal who would let's say scratch a tree doesn't have any self awareness to understand the why or the impact of like why their forest is burning down or why anything is happening to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day we Certain people just don't care. And that's what I'm saying with choices. They they know it's wrong to burn down a forest, but they just simply do not care. They want it for their own personal gain. So there it goes again. It's like, it, and it all also comes to privilege. It definitely comes to privilege with the right or wrong. You know, they know it's wrong, but they just don't care. They want to do it for their personal gain. They want money in their pockets or they want real estate for whatever they're, you know, building or going to put there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think with I'm going to shove it towards more back to the moral compass question of I'm thinking more of like the darker like the people who murder people for the sake of murder just for the sake of them having entertainment in their own minds yeah. mm-hmm. like do we consider them less human do we consider them more so human or do we consider them an anti-human see that's the thing you know with the media it's easier to describe them as, oh, they were just going towards their more animalistic, re- you know, instincts, and they're evil and they're awful. It's easier to say that because it would be even more scarier to say that could have been you or me. Anybody can have a breaking point, or anybody can just kill somebody. Anyone is capable of murder, but it all comes down to who we are, and I think it's easier to say that they're anti-human, so we don't have any connection towards them whatsoever. But at the end of the day, we're based, we're, we're all the same. You know, we have the same body parts, you know, we may have different blood types or our skin color may be different, but you know, we're in the same internally rather externally. Yeah. So I think it's easier to, to just say that they're, you know, they're anti-human rather than to have a connection. Like you want to disconnect yourself from that. But I think, I really just think they're human. That. At some point in their life, they were desensitized to, you know, murder or hurting something. Like, it has to start from somewhere. So whether they hurt an animal, they hurt a child, they hurt themselves, and they enjoyed it, and they kind of expanded, you know, oh, now it's other people. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Now when it I feel comes... like we're going really deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the whole point. It's just to go in deep into the topic. It's, this is the whole point. I hope of I'm doing a good job, Yeah. <laughs> Now, when it comes to, like I say, uh, time, do you think time would have a bigger impact on what we see as human? Because as time has evolved, we've kind of changed our perception of what is right and what is wrong. And it kind of also goes back into our mor- our mortality or our moral compass. It, it changes the perception of what we thought was right and what we think is wrong. So I think time has definitely helped us 
Because if you think about it, uh, we were burning people because we thought they were witches for knowing modern medicine. So definitely that time has helped a lot. I feel like when we met different people from different societies or when we went from one time period to another, you know, you do evolve. You do see, oh man, that what we just, what we're doing is awful. How about we make a law and change that? So time really does help us grow and change, but also it's not happening fast enough or it's just, we're stuck in the same period, you know, look how we're treating people now. Nothing has really changed. It's just, oh, the year's different. People are still stuck in that awful mindset that they think they're better or they think, oh, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine because it's not affecting them. Yeah. Now, in, in your own definition, what what did you def- or what, what would you define as a human? My definition is that we each have our own destiny, whether we make it up or it's been written already. Whatever higher power you believe in, I believe that we are given choices. I don't think there, I don't think there are such things as mistakes. I believe we made a choice, either A or B, and we chose it. The right to choose is something so amazing to us. Like sometimes animals, for instance, they really don't choose. They just kind of go with what they, you know, they're born with that instinct. They're born to, you know, make a nest, to mate, to die, to eat. You know, they just, they do whatever they want to do. Yeah. According to, you know, their species. It's like, I don't have to get married and have children. I could be single and I could do whatever I want to do. Or I do want to get married, but I don't want to have children. So there's so many choices for a human, for a person to have. And I really think that defines us. Our choices, you know, our lifestyles in a way, because it goes, it goes based off of choices. So I believe the human definition is that we have a right to pick and choose what we want in our lives. And I think that's a really great thing because most people anybody they can have a choice yeah and i think going into what you were talking about with um with uh what was it he said um gosh what was the i'm trying to think back to what you said earlier it was a big speech you went into but about the whole going to marriage having kids to be, I think mm-hmm. when it comes to humanity, I think since our mortality is finite, we don't have an endless time. It's I see it as mm-hmm. an opportunity for us to still pass on the information. I think that's when we become human is when we have to s- spread our information some way through forum or forum, like either being uh, people who inspire other children or have kids of our own and tell them our stories, our our experiences, our life. And I think that's what continues to make us more human is we keep learning from our past, our, our, like what you said, choices, our actions. Mm-hmm. And I think that really goes into we see ourselves as humans as generally just our mortality and our mm-hmm. built-in desire to spread information, our mm-hmm. learning capabilities more so, our awareness of ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's really good too, because if you think about it, people have been telling stories for as long as people have been able to write, to sing, to create music. I mean, it, it's everywhere. You want to spread knowledge. You want to spread these, you know, these lores, mythologies. So it's such a big thing. Like, hello, that's basically all stories of how, how the world was made, how people knew different languages, like for everything, the weather, it's all a story, you know, urban legends, like that's a way to spread, connect science to, you know, to dumb it down in a way. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. So when you do have children, you want to tell them your life story, of course, and then they tell someone else. And then when they have their own children, it's kind of like, it is a lineage. It starts somewhere and you don't know whether it's going to end or continue on, whether you die or just choose not to participate in it. It's going to continue either way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I, I really see how we see ourselves as humans is just we are people who are built to tell our story, to pass it on, to share mm -hmm. our knowledge, regardless if it's our own or just people who just happen to be wanting to listen and i love it when people listen because you know people talk and you, you you can get so sucked into their story you can get so interested and invested in what they have to say that's why i love um you know you go like say a ted talk i, I love listening to those because it's so interesting you're like really well how did you find that out and you listen to their back like a whole backstory can create someone's entire new future whether it's fortune fame or how they met someone that like how you meet someone is a great story because they get married they have children like it's literally when you talk it's something new whether yeah. it's a joke or a, anything talking is really great <laughs> absolutely i think i'm just gonna loop it back around to uh goes into like or like the love it's we'd like to share stories to people who we love the people we most care about and i think that's our most adoring feature of being human is the love we share for each other the the fact that we can still share stories across like regardless of race or religion or anything we just share these mm -hmm. stories like uh recently i came across this thing of um, a man who he somehow infiltrated or not infiltrated a kkk he mm -hmm. he was a black man who Managed to make friends with a KKK leader. Managed to share his story, tell him about like what his thoughts. He they both shared back and forth their thoughts. So much so that the the KKK leader started to unravel his own like beliefs and his own understandings of what he had perceived his own life and stepped down from being a KKK leader. I think I know exactly who you're talking about, um, and I think that's. That's amazing. You know, just through talking and telling their side of this, in a way, history and what they experienced together, you put it and you put the pieces together and it's like, wow, am I really being hateful because I was taught or because I genuinely feel this way? And like you said, he stepped down because he finally realized he woke up in a way that said that, wow, from just listening to this man, to his experiences, to what actually happened it changed his whole perception of who he was. Nothing that's, that's what I think really becomes to being a human. It's just understanding ourselves and going back into our past, sharing our, our experiences, 
with people of the future and just having them understand where we came from. Mm -hmm. I love the best, you know, whether you're talking socially or with someone you love or you meet a new friend and you share these experiences. And it's really crazy because most of the time people have gone through what you've gone through. And that's another way to connect. That's another way to share empathy with the person. That's another way to just have these common interests. And it, it brings either a group of people together or even two people closer. Yeah. Like you said, whether race, religion, gender, it, it does bring you closer to a person when you just simply tell a story. All right. So I think, I don't know if we, we pretty much covered a whole bunch of the, the topics. Uh, you have any final thoughts for what, what else could be added into what defines a human or more so? I think that compassion plays a really big part. That listening also plays a big part. Listening, compassion, your choices, whether you had a tough upbringing or a regular one, you're human regardless. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> Is there anything you want to plug before we leave you off on this podcast, on this part of the podcast? Um, just make sure to listen to the rest of Max's podcast. He has a lot of very good points to say. He's interesting. He's very charismatic. Just continue to listen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You're plugging my podcast in the podcast. Yes, podcast plugception. Oh my god. Yo, he has a YouTube channel. Check it out. Don't be shy. <laughs> I'm being serious, y'all. It's real great. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming on. It's been a wonderful pleasure. <laughs> nice to thank you. I hope so. I hope I sounded, you know, good enough. Thank you for listening in on today's podcast. Uh, now, question pass on to you, the listener. I want you to tell me what do you think defines a human. So you can message me at Twitter at Mister Voices G, or you can message me on or. Make a comment on my post for this episode on Instagram. Also, it's Mr. Voices as well. Just let me know your thoughts. What do you think defines a human? I'd like to really hear your, your thoughts. And I'll see you guys in the next uh, episode of Vibes Talk.